All right, welcome to Is the 705 Yet Podcast, episode 48, Bad Luck Brandon. So we start off this podcast, yep, as we start off this podcast talking about game three, as they wish the Phillies end up winning at towards the end of this podcast, five to four today. Uh, and we, t- you know, the title of this pod is Bad Luck Brandon for a reason, because Brandon does not watch any of the three games during this win streak. So we are going to continue that tradition. He will not be playing not be watching tomorrow on Thursday at all. Uh, then we also get into the minor leagues. The minor league season finally starts up, as they, and we go in depth on the Triple A, Double A, and Single A teams. And we're very, very excited for that, especially since the minor leagues didn't have a season at all last year in 2020. This is going to be a huge season for a lot of these prospects, since it will be their first game action basically since 2019. Um, so yeah, so go ahead, Brandon. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm bad luck not watching the game tomorrow. I'll, I'll actually be at work, so it, it actually works out, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, we're going to try it out, see if it keeps on rolling. Um, then we uh, also, uh, in this episode, we talk about an email that my mom sent. She surprised us and sent us an email after our last uh, episode. She asked us if we ever fell asleep because we were so fired up. Um, it was a great email, Mom. Um, I was we, calm. We, Mm, uh, debatable um (laughs) um, so we get into that great some great questions in there and great suggestions and then we also uh talk about game uh one and two of this milwaukee brewers series which the phillies also only won by one run so i mean hey doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning's winning ask any racer any real racer it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. So Amen. with that, we say play ball. It was twist. Oh, all right. Welcome to Is It 705 Yet Podcast. As always, I am Alex, and with me is a guy named Bad Luck Brandon. How are you, buddy? Ignorance is bliss, Alex. Ignorance wow. is bliss. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's actually, everyone, the title of the pod is going to be Bad Luck Brandon because. We are coming into this pod where the Phillies started this series up. We last recorded on Sunday, so this series started on Monday. And say, and we Phillies won the first two games in the series, and Brandon didn't watch them. And I say, so uh, we have ourselves soon to be hopefully a winning streak. Bad luck, Brandon streak. We haven't, Brandon. We haven't. They haven't won back to back games since the first like week of the season. Series. Do you realize yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, I do, and it's sad. Yeah, that's. Horrendous! I say so. You really got to stop watching these games, I, Brandon. You're making us look bad. I will say, I turned the first game on in, I think it was like the eighth inning, and it was four to three, and I immediately turned it off before I saw any plays. I was like, nope, not watching this, not not jinxing it at all. <laughs> turn it off. And then yesterday, um, I turned it on. It was one nothing Milwaukee. And then I, the only thing, the only at bat I watched was Andrew McCutcheon, and he hit his home run. So I was like, "All right, turn it off, zero zero. <laughs> uh, so Brandon and I then, uh, we are actually recording. This series is a four game series, so we do have one tomorrow on Thursday. But we are recording d- during Game Three currently, and just to give a quick update on Game Three on how it's going, uh, we are not. First off, we are also. Well, especially Brandon, he hasn't watched any of it because that's on purpose, obviously. So if Phillies win again. Uh, well, now we're talking we're, about it, so it's bad juju. So that's true. That's let's true. Get, let's spend as little time as so tomorrow you have talk. to watch it. If, if they if, lose, no. If they win, you should watch tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, should I? Yeah, I know it's hard to say. <laughs> I say, but uh, current current during the beginning of this pod, the Phillies are up five to four, which we'll talk about this uh, near the beginning probably. One run games for the Phillies. Uh, they need to start forking out medical bills or help coming up with insurance for all the fans yeah, they do. Uh, for all the heart attacks they decide to put us through. Which uh, is why I stopped watching. Yeah, yeah, they put us up 5-4 to four right now in the bottom of the 7th. 
Uh, Phillies, the great, great starts of the game. Phillies got uh, one run in, and say then DD came up with the bases loaded and loaded, and uh, DD does what he does best and hits a grand salami mm-hmm. out of the ballpark. Helps helps the Phillies and helps our fantasy team, which is huge. He pulled uh, so that Phillies ball too, didn't him. he? What? He pulled that ball too, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. That's all he does <laughs> when he hits a home run is he pulls them. As they so, but D, you, Phillies went up five nothing, which was huge. Having Chase Anderson on the mound today, um, but. The offense has gone cold. They have only had one hit since the first inning, and I'm currently talking during the bottom of the seventh. So uh, hopefully the Phillies are going to be able to hold on, and hopefully the Phillies can potentially get some offense in the next, uh, well, bottom of seventh or eight, and I say to try to tack on another run, because we all know what the hell is going to happen when Hector Neris comes in. He's going to freaking do something to drive us nuts uh, usually. So which maybe we'll talk about the closer role as well um, at some point during during this podcast but like i said philly's up five to four uh chase anderson a uh, little sloppy um and i say during this game i say lots of walks he was cruising the first three innings but in that fourth inning uh no fifth inning uh he well fourth and fifth really just started walking a lot of guys so not a great performance by chase anderson at all uh but while we were taking notes brandon apparently in the top of the seventh i missed this uh, Matt Moore came out of the bullpen, Brandon. I just looked at he, Bleacher. I saw yeah, his name on there. Pitched, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He, yeah, he pitched a scoreless, uh, scoreless seventh inning, uh, which was his nice. first action in 18 days. And then it looks like um, uh, what I'm reading on Twitter right now from Matt, from Matt Gelb and Phillies are out of this. Yep, they extra, didn't get a hit in the bottom of the seventh, so we're going to go in the top oh, wow. of the eighth, which Eniel De Los Santos, who will actually be on – the, uh, <laughs> the card. lineup card as they will be pitching the eighth inning. So uh, going to be, which we'll get into that uh, during game two um, as well. So I uh, just want to leave it at that. We will not be watching it on our phones this time. That way I'm not distracted from the podcast. Uh, but before we get into game one and game two, uh, Brandon, should we get into the minor leagues or should we get into your mom's email? <laughs> your mom's email? I hate you. <laughs> I don't care. Or do you want me to? Do you want me to say what I was going to say? What? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to bring uh, up a couple things All that right. are not on our notes. I wanted to surprise fine, you. Fine, fine. Surprise me. Surprise me, and then we'll get into uh, the minor leagues, and then also we'll talk about uh, your, the email that your mom sent. Okay. So. Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. I don't know who done it. Jesus Christ. But I want to call out whoever stole my graphic that I posted and made it their own. <laughs> what? You know the what graphic crap? I posted that of uh, from Major League Two where the guy's like, we won a game yesterday. We win one today. That's two oh. in a row. We win one on, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. It's called a winning streak. It has yeah. happened before. I didn't see anybody post that before I posted it. And then after I posted it, I was like on Facebook, Instagram, like I saw it everywhere. It it wasn't my picture, but like somebody posted some, somebody must've seen it. Not that I'm like, not that we're like that big, but I'm going to call somebody out and say that they stole it. I don't know. Um, It also, also could just be, you know, the baseball fan, like Phillies, everyone knows the Phillies have sucked and not won multiple games in a row since the beginning of the season. So it could be that. I thought Just of it playing first. Playing devil's now. advocate. I'm calling. But yeah, Brandon, you definitely are the OG for it. <laughs> You're definitely the OG every, for it. Every every time, even before we started this podcast, every time the Phillies win one game and they need to start going on a winning streak, I always think of that movie and I'm always like, "We won a game yesterday. We win one today. It's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. It's called a winning streak." So, I'm just I'm just saying. I, I don't care. I just yeah, no one else on the internet better use it ever again. I would I would just like some recognition for the yeah, idea. Give least. it to the pod. Or we would like some recognition. Yeah. Yep. Just we. like Yingling gives us credit for. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thank you, photos. Yingling. Happy Cinco de Mango. Saw your post. Oh, Cinco de Mango. That's some a smart raging. anime too. Yep. My my mom found him. Nice. I'm drinking uh, today uh, some Lining Google Snowdrift Porter from Wintertime. Lining kugels is nice. Little yep. linies. Yep. It's not winter, though, Alex. You got to drink them. 
It was a little chillier today, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe with the rain, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, Jim. Um, right. What was your next surprise, Brandon? So my next surprise is um, sort of baseball related. So Jose Alvarado, he he did end up receiving a two-game suspension, which I think is up to like he's he's on the lineup. It's available tonight. Okay. Yeah. So he already he. Well, he's on the lineup card as long as the computer didn't fuck up. Yeah. Or Joe Girardi. Anyway, he reserved a two-game suspension for doing base, basically yelling because he was excited and throwing his glove away. He didn't throw any punches or anything, or else somebody would be dead the way he throws the ball. Um, and, yeah, he got two-game suspension. Uh, the Flyers, uh, Shane Ghost Bear, Ghost Bear, Ghost Bear, yeah, him. Ghost. He got a, yeah, Ghost. He got a two-game suspension for boarding in last night's uh, Penguins game, or whenever they played the Penguins last, um, towards the end of the game. He got a two-game suspension for that. Tom Wilson, I I don't know if you saw this. Have you heard about this, Alex? Have you heard I about heard this? about it, but I did, have not watched the video yet. But I also know also the New York Rangers and whoever else it was, Capitals. Was it Capitals? Yeah, the Caps. They, again. they, all, they fought as soon as the puck dropped this, yeah. today. So Tom Wilson, notorious for like being a dirty player in the NHL, gets a five thousand dollar fine for what he did. Um, I think it was against the Rangers the first time. For like he he like he threw guy to the ground ground, punched him in the head, not hard, but then somebody pulled him off of him, and then he dropped that guy to the ground and started punching him like. He he only gets a five thousand dollar fine. I I understand it's hockey, so it's a completely different sport. But like baseball, like you're not even allowed to get excited about something, and then you get a suspension. And then Shane Gosper boards somebody, which is a nor a nor kind of a dirty play, but it's a a, pen, a normal penalty that you get charged for or whatever. And he gets a two game suspension for that. Like, granted, he's not playing that well, so it's not that important. But like at the same time, it's like. I don't Philly think versus any of the Flyers are playing that well. No, no, but it, I mean, it, it just feels like it's Philly versus everybody, and it's just pissing me off. All right, fair enough. I'll accept it. These were uh, two two good surprises. I was afraid you were going to do something real crazy or stupid. <laughs> Those days are well, behind me. Uh, like last time, <laughs> I think you like surprised me on the pod. Your wife was pregnant, so I was like, "Oh shit, who did Brandon knock up now?" <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I don't leave the house. Well, I do. Uh, got him. Got him. All right. All right. Well, let's continue on with the pod then. Um, minor leagues. Let's get into the minor leagues. I would like to get into minor leagues. So the minor leagues started up, Brandon. Very yep. exciting. Okay. Yep. They had the Lehigh Valley Pigs and the Reading uh, Fightins as they uh, go go yesterday. Uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs have Gene Segura there currently, uh, Ronald Torres, and well, previously Scott Kingery, but Scott Kingery was called up today. Which uh, remind me, Brandon, I want to get into the roster moves when we start talking about the games with injuries again. Um, but um, yeah, so Gene Segura, Ronald Torres, and Scott Kingery down there at AAA, and Scott Kingery, Brandon, he actually didn't start. He came in to pinch hit. I don't know why. And I said, but he came in to pinch it later in the game, and he had a two-run triple to give the Phillies the lead, uh, the Iron Pigs, uh, the lead in that game, and basically the win. Uh, so that that's nice to hear. But he also just struck out in the bottom of the seventh today. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I was like confused. I was like, wait, I just saw he pinch hit yeah. for the Phillies, but he played yeah. last night for the the Pigs. Correct. Yeah. So uh, just I want to call out a couple. A um, couple different players and where they're at, and I say the top prospects uh, for the minor leagues, Brandon. And then I want you to, you know, either talk about them or if you have anything you want to point out too uh, for the minor leagues. I I know I followed a little bit more closely th- than you do, Brandon, uh, but uh, a little, yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot. I say, but uh, some players you might recognize. We have uh, C.J. Catham. I yep. say so he's down in AAA right now. Uh, Derek Hall, I say so AAA. Travis Jankowski, who was a minor league invite, he's down in AAA. Could be a guy if center field continues to be a hold. Maybe we uh, give him a try. I would up love on the that. Philadelphia Phillies. You got Mickey Moniak, who was was down in AAA and now is back up again uh, due to injuries. Cornelius Randolph, Brandon, 
uh, former first-round pick back in, like, 2014, I want to say, 15, uh, has definitely flamed out and has not done good. So he's on the verge of not he, – he's got to step up big time. Um, and some pictures, Daniel De Los Santos, he's going to be in AAA, but he's up currently due to injuries and suspensions and stuff like that. He's currently pitching the top of the eighth right now, so hopefully everything's going okay. Uh, Kyle Dowie, that's a top uh, a prospect. Uh, Bailey Falter, he sucked during his debut, but you know it was his debut, so give well, him a chance. Neftali Felice, yeah. Neftali Felice was a minor league invite. Um, him, he's yeah. currently yep. So maybe if he he can be a guy that people see during the season potentially for the bullpen with any injuries and if. Neftali Felice starts pitch, is pitching well out of the bullpen during the games in the Iron Pigs. So be curious to see how a lot of the results are going in the minor leagues after the first month, you know, come June, because that's when you can potentially see some of these guys make some roster moves. Um, Spencer Howard, obviously. Damon Jones. I mean, there's quite a bit. Uh, the Marci- Marcio Lovera. Adonis Medina, Brandon, is up in AAA. We could use him to have a great starting year. Really need our starting pitching depth to to grow because we don't have much at all. Um, Brian Mitchell, he was a minor league invite. David Parkinson, he's a guy who's been in the minor leagues I feel like forever. Uh, Ramon Rosso, he was on the Philadelphia Phillies last year. Uh, Christopher Sanchez, he's been called up twice, hasn't pitched I don't believe yet in the big leagues, but he's been called up a couple called up a couple times to man a spot in the bullpen due to injuries. injuries but he actually went last night, and I think he went two innings and struck out a couple couple guys. And then if you, Brandon, if you remember this guy, Ranger Suarez. I do. Had COVID last year, was, you know, at the oh, beginning. Yeah. It's crazy with Ranger Suarez, Brandon. If you remember the first spring training of 2020, he was competing for a fourth or fifth spot. Like, he was competing for a part in the rotation. And then, you know. He got COVID goes, last like, year? He, yeah, he got COVID last year, and, like, he took forever to get recovered from COVID. And so, so like, he's a guy who maybe, if he starts performing tri- AAA, could be a guy we see in the back of the Philly starting rotation. But, you know, I'd give it a couple months. But, you know, Rachel Suarez was a guy at the first spring training last year who was pitching well and probably would have won a spot, probably would have won the fifth spot in the rotation last year. So just crazy to think about what the stupid COVID did to him. Um, but yeah, any, any comments for triple a Brandon that you wanted to throw in at all? Uh, didn't, I, I don't know if they have, I, I don't, honestly, I don't pay that much attention to, to the minors, um, except for maybe Redding cause they're right here. And I guess some of the players that go up and down from the minors in, in Lehigh Valley, but, um, didn't, didn't they win, um, like the championship la- the last, uh, year or whatever that minor leagues was a thing. I don't believe so. No. I, th- I thought the I thought the Iron Pigs won um, their championship. Maybe they did. I don't remember. I'll look it up. But you um, look, yeah, well, we didn't have it. We didn't have it last year. So no, I mean, I mean the la- Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh yeah, 20, I meant the last time that it was a thing, yeah. which um, be so, because so long ago, I don't remember. But, so, um, yeah, yeah. but once you get into that, Brandon, I'm going to start talking about Reading. So that'll be our local team, Brandon. Uh, you know, that Brandon High will hopefully be able to get to quite a few games this year. Um, some guys that you will know uh, in there, probably a lot of guys that you don't. I don't know if you know any of these position players, Brandon. Um, I say at all. Uh, I, say these are a lot. I know Double Matt, a teams Matt not, Deerling. Yeah, Double A team's not as stacked. Uh, we do have some pitchers, though, I do want to talk about. Mark Appel trying to make a comeback after being absent from the Phillies organization for two or three years now. Uh, He was a former first-round pick, first pick of the MLB draft overall by the Houston Astros. Twice, may I ask, I think, may I say, uh, Mark Appel was drafted twice as the first overall pick, which is crazy to think about. Uh, So he's going to be piggyback starting, so we'll see how he goes. I'd like to maybe give him a try out of the bullpen. He's supposed to be healthy. Going to be quite interesting, you never know. Uh, some guys to pay attention also, uh, Ethan Lindo, Lindo, that'll be important. James MacArthur, uh, real big, uh, well, real important top prospect, right? Francisco Morales, he's the Phillies number, you know, depending on who, you, what organ, what website you look at, he would be the Phillies two to number four prospect in their organization overall. 
Francisco Morales has a good fastball and a mean slider. That's what he's known for. So he's making his first jump up to double A. So that's going to be a guy to really pay attention for, Francisco Morales, which actually I believe Francisco Morales is starting tonight. I say when we're recording this pod on Wednesday, so uh, there might be some information on how he pitched. I don't know how much the Fightings update right away, but that'll be a guy for the for us to keep an eye out at, at Redding, Brandon, because he's a guy who could even, you know, if he has a hell of a hell of a first month or two in Double A, maybe he moves his ass up to Triple A, or maybe he we use him for the bullpen or a spot start if any injuries or something like that. So uh, could be something interesting. Uh, the Jersey, go ahead. I, I was gonna say he he didn't pitch at all in in Philly last year, did he? Or, or am I thinking no. of a Adonis Medina? Mm-hmm. Okay. Adonis Medina last year. All right, because I I just know there was so many issues last year that he could have he probably could have pitched a game or two, right? <laughs> and it would have been fine. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. What were um, you gonna say so the, the jerseys? Jer- yeah, the Jersey Shore uh, team. As this is our high A, uh, a couple guys that Brandon, you definitely will know. Um, obviously, one Bryson Stott. I think me and you talked about him on previous pods before for this team um, in trade rumors as well. But I think we both expected Bryson Stott to at least be at Reading. I was kind of shocked when I saw Bryson Stott is starting at high A. Um, yeah. I would imagine Bryson Stott is going to have to perform pretty well over the first month, and if he does perform pretty well over the first month, month and a half. I think he'll move up to double A pretty quickly. I think it's fair to say, uh, especially since he is a top prospect of the Phillies. He's anywhere between the two to four range, depending on the uh, website that you look for as well on the top prospect list for Philadelphia. Uh, Cole Stobe, Stobie, Stobie. I don't know how you necessarily say his last name, but that's a kid to watch out for. Uh, Jahilin uh, Ortiz, he is a huge, monstrous power bat. Honestly, but he has struggled to make contact throughout his uh, career. He was actually signed in the same international signing period as Juan Soto uh, and I believe Fernando Tatis back in the day. And if, uh, I think he got more money than both of them from the Phillies. So that's uh, not good. As they seeing as Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto are killing it in the major leagues. And so he, uh, he, Ortiz is basically just in high A. So, but he's a guy, though, that I think um, if he gets some good at bats and has a good first month, month and a half, he can move up to double A uh, and probably crush in that ballpark because that ball flies out of the Reading ballpark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as we know for sure. So uh, Logan Ohapi, Ohopi, I say he is a top prospect catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Um, ooh, I do want to, I did forget in triple A, there's uh, Rafael Marchand as well, top catcher prospect in triple a so andrew knapp gets hurt jt gets hurt you're most likely going to see rafael marchand up in the majors mm-hmm. um but yeah logan ohapi he's another uh really important piece to the phillies uh prospect you know listen to the minor leagues uh pitchers wise in jersey mm, trying to see if there's anyone that kevin gowdy he had Tommy John. He was out for a couple of years. He was picked in the second round to the same draft that Mickey Moniak was picked in. So he's a guy to keep an eye out for now that he's healthy and back from Tommy John. Could be a guy who maybe moves up the system pretty quick if, if he pitches well, you know, because Phillies obviously need arms up in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. And then Clearwater, which is low A. Uh, Luis Garcia is going to be an important kid to watch out for. He's a top prospect of the Phillies. He's only like 19 or 20 years old. Uh, shortstop, defensive whiz, as they but had an amazing first year in the minors, and that, but then in 2019 he struggled terribly. A lot, a lot of people say that Matt Klintak moved him up in the minor leagues too quick, uh, beyond the level. He was basically like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old playing with like 21 to 22-year-olds, so makes a big difference. So would like to see him potentially move up this year uh, past Clearwater, at least just to get a full season and see how he does. But that's a Name to keep an eye on for the future years, Brandon, is Luis Garcia for sure. Uh, Casey Martin, I believe. Yeah, Casey Martin is definitely – yeah, Casey Martin is – I don't want to speak – I just want to make 100% sure here. I'm typing in now. I say, but Kate, Casey Martin is uh, – 
Yep, that's what I thought. Uh, Casey Martin was drafted from the University of Arkansas. Um, same draft that – who was the same draft as? Uh, it was 20 – was it last year? Yeah, it was 2020. So the same draft as last year as Mick Abel, so a guy to keep an eye on, Casey Martin. Uh, he's an infielder for sure. Uh, let's see. Pitchers, obviously, Brandon, your uh, love, your heart and soul. Uh, Brandon, Mick Abel. Mick. is down in Clearwater, so I think that's... McLean Stein Abel. I think everyone's going to be paying attention or, to how Mick Abel does, Brandon. I he's down he's, in Clearwater. I mean, I, this, is, I, this is his first This is his first minor league action. He hasn't had minor league action because they got drafted last year. So these yep. are going to be his first games where we can actually see some numbers. Or I mean, how excited are you for that, Brandon? Oh, I... If, if I can find some, some footage on these games that he's going to play, I don't even know if they've if they videotape these, but, um, but I want to see some action. I, and I, I hope, I don't hope they like push him through just to push him through because he's Mick Abel. But like, I hope he like shoots through these minor league teams and he's up in the majors in no time. I mean, I know it's going to be a little while, but cause he's only, when's his birthday? August. He's still only 20. So Yeah. So it'll probably be to like 22 or 23 until he's in the majors. Right. As long as he progresses well, which hopefully he does. So, um, I but to see yeah, he said? he's 20 right now. You're so you're saying he's up in the majors in two years. Depending on how well he pitches. Cause I think the projection was 2024. So two yeah. or three years. Yeah. It's gonna be tough, honestly, because he is super young. Or, or uh, at least be on like the forty-man roster. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'd be one of those situations where, you know, Mick Abel, because there's no way he moves past Clearwater this year, especially since I don't know, Brandon. Uh, I don't know how much I want to really talk about on the pod, this pod, but the minor leagues has shrank. Like these are there are only four teams af- affiliated with the Philadelphia Phillies prior to like. Williamsport is gone. Um, there's a lot, yeah, a lot more that's gone. So like, there's only these four squads basically uh, that the Phillies have. Um, he'll play Clearwater all year if he pitches well. Maybe next year he'll go to Jersey Shore, um, is what I would guess. But they're gonna have to build up this kid's innings. But yeah. I'd definitely be excited. I mean, I think he could be good enough. I mean, they're raving about him. He could be good enough to maybe move up quick through the system where he's up in two years. Well, I mean, I, especially like I'll everyone's raving what. about Dave Dombrowski. Like, like people, if you read articles on our top prospects, people love Nick Abel, and especially how he's pitching now. Like he's I'll throwing high nineties, Brandon. I will tell you what. When he, he gets the first to Redding, one to have his jersey. When he gets to Reading, I'll be there. Oh, we'll you, be there. You Bruce. and I will be yep. there. Well, hundred percent. We will fanboy. <laughs> I don't. Over. I've never gotten a, a Reading Fighting Phils or Iron Pigs jersey, but I will strongly look into it. Yep. We'll make. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Reading Reading Fighting Phils has some pretty good jerseys. They do. Uh, I, I, yeah. I do. I do like. They have, I mean, nice they have such a variety. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we talked, I know I talked a lot, um, just we're very excited for the minor leagues to start, um, especially hopefully getting to a few games, you know, especially seeing some of these. It's going to be huge for all of these players this year because they missed all of 2020. I know they had the, the alternate site where a lot of the guys, some of the guys were able to go to, but also more than, more than half, 75 to 90% of these guys, Brandon, didn't have any form of organized baseball activities they had to do their own working out they had to do their own training so this is going to be huge for the minor leagues and huge for a lot of these players and maybe this year be different brandon maybe a lot of these guys can potentially make huge jumps because like the phillies are hard to evaluate where they're at and how because they haven't had game action for over a year so definitely going to be something to pay attention to this year um, and maybe touch back on in depth in a month at the end of May, see where a lot of these guys are at. Yeah, and I'd like to point out that kudos to you for knowing so much about all these guys. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure there, I'm sure you know other teams 
players in the minors as well, which is like even more impressive. But like the fact that you can keep track of all these guys in the Phillies organization, like I wish I could do that. I, and I'm, I'm trying, like, I know, I know a bunch of these guys names, but like, like you said, when we went through Redding and, uh, Jersey Shore, like I didn't, I mean, I maybe knew like one or two guys and it's like, it just like blows my mind how, how uh, much knowledge you have. So I don't, don't know all of them. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I definitely don't know all of them. There's a lot of guys because, you know, without having the minor leagues last year, I'm definitely a bit rusty, but I enjoy the minor leagues because it's kind of like, just like with basketball. I love the draft. I love any sport. I love the draft. I love the prospects. It's like I, it's like I cheer harder for prospects than I do my own major league team. And it's, it's just because I'm like, yeah, let's get this guy up here. And then, like, as soon as he gets to Philadelphia, it's like, boo, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like it's e- so much easier to root for a prospect than it is to root for a major league guy. Because as soon as the major league guy does one thing wrong, you're pissed off and well, punching I, holes in the wall or screaming at a podcast. Yeah, like that Giants fan. Um, did you see that video? No. I guess, like, when the trade – the trade between the Cowboys uh, yeah, and the yeah, Eagles yeah, happen, yeah. like, and they picked Devontae Smith. San Francisco Giants, but yes, uh, I know yeah. talking about. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not like a huge, like, college sports or like prospect guy, but I feel like I should be because, I mean, those, those guys, they're, they're like, they're playing their hearts out every day. Like, even, even if it doesn't look like, like, even if it looks like they, don't play that well like they're they're trying their hardest to get to the big stage and like they're i mean it, it it's crazy what these guys go through to get to the majors and i mean yeah. unfortunately not everybody can get there and succeed but i mean they they are working their tails off and then it does seem sometimes like when guys get to the highest level they kind of like they're they get paid and they're like yeah i'll still play but i mean i'm not gonna try as hard i, I made it you know I mean, not not to say that all players are like that, but I, I'm sure there's some guys that are like, oh, I made it, so I don't have to work as hard anymore. Yeah, but you've got to stay, too. That's why a lot of yeah. them don't have long careers because right. at the same time. So, But, yeah, let's uh, put the, we'll put the minor league topic to rest. Uh, like, But overall, I know we're super excited for the minor league seasons, and we'll definitely yep. be paying attention to it. But, uh, Brandon, let's get to uh, your mom's email and say that she sent the podcast. Yeah, so she's been very active in our uh, email threads. Um, thank you, Mom. Um, thanks, Mom. For, yep. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Um, so on our last pod, we had a lot of rants, and it was rated M for Mature because it was it was not good after what the Phillies did that I last time. I, I think I was pretty calm, Brandon. There were a lot of F-bombs. I don't believe you. Go listen to you. Well, <laughs> one, Alex does not listen to our podcast. I do not listen to the podcast. <laughs> I talk. The po- we talk too well, much. Ask in the your podcast. wife. I don't need to you hear myself. To it. Ask oh, your I'm wife. I'm getting mad again just listening to it. Well, we're getting mad right now. Just getting mad at each other. I know. Getting mad at the Phillies. Damn it. We're mad. We're big mad. But anyway, my my mom emailed us um, on, what was it? Uh, yes, yesterday. Uh, May the 4th be with you. Um She's like, hi, Alex and Brandon. How did you guys fall asleep after Sunday's podcast? Alex Rant was spot on. You guys made me laugh because of how fired up you were about the lackluster Phillies. I'm watching the game tonight against the Brewers. Right now, the score is six to one. This was last night. <laughs> six. To, I read her email and like because I haven't been watching the game, I was like six to one. And then I looked at the score. I was like, it's six to five now. Like, what the hell happened? So um, she's like, right now, the score is six to one. No number of runs is insurance for the Phillies pitching. So frustrating. If the MLB wants to change any rules to shorten the game, it should be how many foul balls a batter can hit. Which she someone makes a good talked point. About, someone well, talked about that prior. And then she said six innings and Nola has 110 pitches. He is pitching eight to nine pitches to a batter because of foul balls. I say change that rule. I, I had high hopes for Girardi. He doesn't seem to be making great decisions either. I'm ready to sign the petition for Alex for commissioner and Brandon co-commissioner. Play ball. <laughs> Play ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa. That's I like that. There's a couple things to talk about there. There, the so the the foul ball thing. 
Um, God, I, I wish I could think of where I heard it. And I said that they talked about, you know, here first. Yeah, you heard it here first now. Um, the foul ball thing. Unlike if you hit a certain amount of foul balls, that it would just count as like a walk, is what they were saying. I forget what pod. It was either a podcast or it was just like a short video clip on social media that I might have saw. Yeah. Um, well, I what I think of it. I mean, I don't know what you think of it, Brandon. I mean, I I in, enjoy those. Some, so there are some games where obviously, like, like you get pissed off, especially like Vince Velasquez. It happens to all the time because he doesn't have a good finishing pitch to get guys out. And I say, but you know, that's just part of the game where, like, that's that battle. Like, think about. I would never get rid of it and say at all. I would keep, you know, foul balls. You know, if you foul it off, you're not out. Because think about battles like, just like I would not have the DH. And I say, think about like Brett Myers against CC Sabathia. Like I think about that, and say when Brett Myers had that clutch, that clutch hit after battling back, and say against CC Sabathia when he was on the Brewers, and say back in the day, like I just think of moments like that, like you're fouling off so many pitches, you get, and like at the same time you're getting the starters pitch count up, or you're getting the the bullpen guys pitch count up, you're getting them tired and everything. So I think I think those are important. Um, I definitely think there's other things that I I just. As commissioner, uh, there's a lot of things <laughs> that obviously, as stated on the last podcast, that I dislike. Uh, I'd rather go take a lot of rules, more recent rules away. You know, uh, Brandon and I and have keep talked adding about them. Yeah, and then keep adding them. Like, Brandon, I talked about the stupid second base rule and, uh, in an extra innings. And I say stupid. Makes no sense. I hate it. Um, I hate the three batter minimum rule, the passion. I hate it. I think that takes a strategy out of the game as well. It does. Um, and it has not saved any time whatsoever. Nope. Um, I hate that the commissioner and the rules committee and whoever the punishment people are are a bunch of pussies. And as yourself? Brandon talked about, uh, no, no, not myself. I'm not <laughs> me, the commissioner. I'm talking about Rob Manfred. <laughs> I say how Brandon talked about how Jose Alvarado got a two-game suspension for getting fired up. And get angry at your rival like it's it's your rival in the same because division. of something your rival did in the first series. Yeah. Like the, like I also hate I hate that runners can't break up slides going into second base anymore. I thought that was fun all because Chase Utley broke some guy's leg who we actually signed to a minor league deal uh, today. Just want to throw that out there. Who uh, Utley? No, not Utley. Oh, the no. guy that he broke the leg. His leg. Correct. And I was say, like, but, uh, what? I thought he was but, but I think that's a stupid. I think that's a stupid rule. I think you know players need to learn how to get out of the way. I think Jimmy Rollins was talking on a podcast about it um, that I that I listened to, and he said the same thing. He's like, you used to be taught how to get out of the way and avoid getting hit by the runners, and like that just doesn't happen anymore. So yes, it happens. It's part of the games, but guys get hurt in many different ways. So it's like you're not going to take, you know, Bryce Harper got hit in the face. So what are you going to do? Take take the base, put a pitching machine in, get rid of starting pitchers, get rid. Yeah, like exactly. And then I hate the uh, catcher. I want the catchers and runners going to home plate to go at it in a nice duel. JT Real Muto would clobber a lot of guys. I mean, I mean that that one. I'm not. I mean, it is like an old. They only did it because of Buster Posey. Yeah, I mean it, it. If that never happened, Brandon. True. It still stands today. True, but I, I mean that that was pretty. But it's but that was entertaining, Brandon. It, it was entertaining. Watch. Now I'm gonna get mad. Now I'm no, gonna get mad. No. no, I agree with you. I think it should still it should still be there. But like whenever I would see it, I, it would just be, it would just like make me like cringe. I'd be like, ooh, like if it was like really bad. But because like baseball isn't a physical sport, and then like you have that as like the only physical element of it. You know, you know what I mean. Well, so no, it's kind of like taking the guy, the runner taking the guy out of second base. Yeah, but that that's a lot less physical. No, that's that's physical. I mean, you're you not got like those guys, you're not like you're, tackling him. You're cleaning him. You're cleaning him. You're you know you literally you grab him sometimes. Like come on, Brandon, watch. Let's go watch the 2008 World like World Series video or something like that. Watch games from 2008, 2009. I have the DVD. You will see that, Brandon. That was a consistent thing, and that was fun. Like that was aggression. That like that caused 
that caused players to hate other players. I, that caused teams to hate teams. True. Like it's well, no, uh, the MLB is too buddy buddy anymore. It, and I think that's it, a lot of different is. sports. A yeah. lot of different sports are too buddy buddy and they're best friends instead of being competitors. It is like I mean, with the whole buddy buddy thing in the the league getting so soft, like with with what happened to Harper and I mean, yeah, it wasn't on purpose, but at the same time, like, what what are you supposed to do like in real life? Like if somebody hit if somebody came up to my pregnant wife and hit her, what am I supposed to do? Just <laughs> like just be like, warning, warning to both sides. I th- like if somebody gonna come I, in and be, like you know what I mean like I mean that's like very drastic but like if somebody's ex- gonna come in and warn was, both sides that was extremely drastic whole another level Brandon <laughs> I just had to know where someone gave me hit my pregnant wife like whoa <laughs> calm down there buddy like what am I supposed to do like lie on the ground in the fetal position and be like oh somebody hit my wife I can't do anything about it like I mean, no I'm gonna I'm gonna either go kick the shit out of that person in. or call the cops. <laughs> If there were some pregnant baseball players, Brandon, that might have been relevant. That it might have been relevant. Else. I that couldn't think of anything that else. That was out from left field. That was, was from left field. It was, but I mean, it, it is it, it is getting like way too buddy buddy. Like teams should be able to defend them. I'm just saying, like teams should be able to defend themselves and be like, like because of what happened to Bryce Harper, like they should have been able to like retaliate or or at least that guy should have gotten suspended or fined or something like that. Or the team should have gotten fined, or I don't, I don't know, but like nothing happened. The team, both teams got warned, so it's like, again, like what I said, everybody versus the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lisa, but, uh, amazing email. Well, and and for your information, Lisa, I did also, I did not go to sleep mostly because my daughter woke up from twelve thirty to three a.m. that day. Say, so I definitely did not go to sleep that game. Say, and I wouldn't have fallen asleep because the Phillies made me mad anyways. But uh, great, great email. That was I, a great email. I liked it. I did want to add, it is a great email, um, and I'm proud of my mom for sending it. So thank you. Continue Thanks, to mom. continue to send emails because we need content most of the time. So anyway, what I was going to add to the foul ball thing is, I I agree with you. I like the the battles that pitchers and and hitters get into. Like like if. Like, a good at-bat is a good at-bat, especially if the Phillies are doing it. Like, I love it, obviously. Like, not that I'm biased or anything. But that when, like, the Phillies are up to bat and, like, Scott Kingery's up or something like that, like, he he fouls the ball off a lot. He strikes that, out a lot. Strikes out a lot. But he also fouls the ball off a lot, which is why I bring him up. But, like, seeing him foul the ball off that many times to just get the pitcher deep into accounts and deep into his, his pitch count in the game, like, I love seeing that. But what I was what I was might consider is because they have Mickey Mouse rules in extra innings, the runner on second, softball Mickey Mouse rules. Maybe they should do it in extra innings, like a maximum of five or six foul balls, and then it's a strikeout or a walk or, or something. Nope. I'm, taking the entertainment, taking too much entertainment out of the game already. They're trying Can't to speed that. Trying to speed up the game, Alex. You can't so, speed up baseball, Brandon. It, well, baseball is not a time sport. That's the point. Saying saying you want to speed up the game, Brandon, is how we got all these stupid rules that we currently say we hate now, Brandon. Yeah. So baseball is not a time sport. If you don't like no. it, and don't watch it. Yeah. yeah man, Fred. Yeah, man, man Fred. You man suit. Fred. You but, suit. But no, yeah, either get rid of the man on second rule, or if you really are trying to speed up the game, make it a minimum or maximum foul ball thing so the player gets out and then you get to the next inning. There you go. That would make it faster. No. Dislike. That would make make extra innings faster. Dislike. Brandon, you know what? I can't agree with you on anything, Alex. Do you know what extra inning (laughs) game? Because, Brandon, think about if that was a rule, Brandon, we would have never seen Wilson Valdez come in back in the day and throw a scoreless inning in like the 18th or 19th inning against this, I think it was the Cincinnati Reds. Do you not remember that game? I do. I remember, remember that game. I stayed up till like two, three in the morning or whatever the I, hell it was. Uh, say that was such a good game, such a good game. Like you don't have those moments in baseball history then. Like those are just I, moments that people I, remember. I remember being at a Mets game. Um, do you remember the, I don't know how long ago it was. It was whenever we 
Osama bin Laden was killed and like everybody at the game was chanting USA, USA. All time moment. I believe Cole Hamels was I th- I think he came in to pitch that game because it it went to like fourteen or fifteen innings. And that I mean like like you said, like that that's the kind of stuff that like you don't really see anymore. I mean the last time I saw that was Anthony Rizzo striking out Freddie Freeman this year. Frederick but that's it. So, um, but yeah, great email, mom. Love you. Yeah, great email, uh, which is going to cause us to breeze. Brandon, I'm going to breeze through the game one and game two um, since these are games. Oh, wait, quick update. Everyone, we're going to game three update right now. It should be the oh, Phillies beat the Brewers five four. So Phillies win game three. So far, oh. Phillies win three in a row. Brandon, what is that? So do I watch tomorrow to see no, if... No, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Well, what time's the game tomorrow? One oh five. Can you even watch tomorrow? No. All right, good. Let's keep it that way. All right. Well, I guess uh, Jose Alvarado, Brandon, came in for the save, so that's going to help our fantasy sure. team. Nice. Sweet. And, and Didi hit that grand slam, so that's good. They're over, Phillies are over 500 for the first time in two and a half weeks. Oh, my God. That's three straight wins. And I believe it depends on what the – so the Mets had a doubleheader today with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, let me double check. Mets are currently winning game two, five to one. But they lost the first game four to one. So that's good news. Uh, so the Phillies should be at least one game up, if not – if not two games up, I believe, uh, by the end of tonight. Yeah, they're one and a half games up over, well, yeah, one and a half games up over the Braves, the Nationals, and the Mets. And I think if the Mets win this game too, they'll be a game up. So, uh, very exciting stuff. You know, Philly's a game up and over 500 for the first time. They just have to close it out tomorrow. Uh, versus on Thursday, everyone, I say versus the Milwaukee Brewers for game four, which I believe it will be, yep, Zach Wheeler on the mound versus Woodruff, who's really good for the Brewers, has a 1.8 ERA. So going to be some exciting stuff uh, for sure. Uh, the, team, the team we're playing has Woodruff. Well, let's hope the Phillies' offense gets going and maybe Bryce Harper will play. So I'm going to breeze through game one and two. Um First game, I say important stuff here. Vinny V, Brandon. Dude, we're Velo uh, guys. He's a. I told you, know, you. Well, he's coming on. He's on a comeback tour right now. He's pitching better than Matt Moore did, which he seems like he has taken Matt Moore's spot out of the rotation. And Matt Moore is going to be in the bullpen for now. Vinny V pitched six innings and only gave up one earned run. He pitched. He pitched pretty well. Had a really bad first inning, a lot of pitches, but settled down and he went full six innings. I was very shocked. Uh, very good to see. Let's and obviously we know he can do this, but we all know it's consistency with him. So I don't want to see him come into his next start and give up seven or runs in two innings. So uh, it's all about consistency. But very good to see Vinny B go six innings. We're velo um, guys. Yeah, we are velo guys. Uh, JT Romuto in the first or second inning. It was early at least. Uh, he sent a piss missile into the left field second deck like it was a shot. Brandon, I know you said you didn't watch, but you have to at least look up that highlight. It was a bomb by JT Romuto. Uh, Roman Quinn does some, does some things. He hit got the hit in this game. I believe he had a triple. Triple. Uh, yep. This is so Roman Quinn got on base, which is great. Not that uh, I watched other, it, but yeah. Other other crazy things. Uh, bullpen. Connor Brogdon sh- struggled. He came in in the pouring pouring rain. I mean downpour. I'm surprised it didn't pause the game for that time. Um, and he struggled and gave up two earned runs. He just had no control whatsoever. Um, and then Hector Neris had to come in then for the five-out save. And also uh, says here that he is to pay for my medical bills because I had a heart attack as usual watching him pitch. So uh, very good stuff. You know, Phillies win another one-run game. As they, since the Phillies probably lead the major leagues, I don't know the exact numbers, but they have had way too many one-run games this season, which brings me into game two, Brandon which Phillies win 5-4 to four in another one-run game. I'd say Andrew McCutcheon. Brandon, what shirt are you wearing today for the pod? 
Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry. Uncle I believe in batting practice, Brandon, Uncle Larry made an appearance instead of Andrew McCutcheon for mm-hmm. that game, So, which is pretty funny because Uncle Larry went uh, and hit two solo shots, and the first one was an absolute bomb to center field um, as well. So Andrew McCutcheon starting to heat up, helping out our fantasy team there, Brandon. I think we had a good couple days well, uh, with the Phillies winning. Well, Lorenzo Kane, he came back yesterday in, in the Monday game, and he hit a home run in his like first at bat yeah. back from the IL, and I didn't even know he was coming back, so we didn't even have him in his line in our lineup. Yeah, but I, I think overall the Phillies though have come uh, done pretty well. Jose Alvarado got the save today, Brandon, so that's yep. gonna help our fantasy team. Yeah, we're up uh, right now. But, we were down like seven to two earlier right. today, and now we're up like seven to four. So nice. I see. So uh, Aaron we did Nolan lose our was, last two weeks. So yeah, we did. Bad news, everyone. Yeah. Um, but that's also because the Phillies suck for the last two weeks because we have a lot of Phillies on our team. But uh, Aaron Nola struggled in this game. Um, he threw a lot of pitches, but the ace that he is got through it. And he gave he up one run. Six, yes, it was a tough right? one run. Yeah, like it was a ballsy outing. Like you could tell he didn't have his stuff and like at all. And say, but like he he got through six innings and got ten strikeouts in six innings and only gave up one run. Like that's amazing. Like when you could tell he doesn't have his stuff at all, his best stuff, and he goes six innings and ten Ks and one and run. That's when you know he's an ace. So Aaron Nola, yep, Aaron Nola continues to climb up. Uh, Bamboo right Brad had a tomahawk chop three run home run. It was beautiful. Like he crushed it into the second deck into right field. Um, Joe Girardi. Uh, once again, he's, he's fucking up. Uh, he pulls a Gabe Kapler here. Like I, I, sometimes I just don't know if Gabe Kapler's ghost is in Philadelphia still, but Joe Girardi, is. um, in the seventh or eighth in- inning, uh, went to go put in Eniel De Los Santos. And apparently he was not on the lineup card that the umpires got. So he was not allowed to pitch. And that was after he already warmed up which then forced David Hale into the game. And we all know David Hale sucks. And David Hale. Well, not to defend him, but did he have a chance to warm up? Do you not see my note next to the David Hale eats dick uh, uh, note here? (laughs) I I do. But what I'm asking is, did he have a chance to warm up or did he just get through? He did. They gave him all the time in the world to warm up. Okay. All right. So I, uh, I guess, you know, Situation-wise, but the Phillies are now, well, now after yesterday, they are 2-8 and eight when he pitches. So if David Hale pitches, you have a good chance you're going to lose. Well, uh, I was reading a, a tweet or post or something about him going into, uh, I think it was Sunday's game, maybe? Somebody posted that Joe Girardi just like, whatever game, yeah, Sunday's game, because that was the one where Reese almost hit that home run to tie it up, but he didn't. Um, not to bring up bad memories, but anyway, um, somebody posted that Joe Girardi just like puts David Hale into like when he is like basically giving up the game, which like when I saw that, I was like, huh, kind of makes sense. Except for in this situation, I guess we were up what, like five to two at at that point or something like that, five to one. And, and then he gave up three runs and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like I, I've defended uh, this guy so many times since he got to Philly. Like he, I honestly, I think he was like the saving grace last year because he did pitch pretty well, better than anybody else in the bullpen last year, I think. But like this year, uh, uh-uh. get him out. <laughs> yeah. You know, part, I agree. Get him out. But part of the problem is the Phillies had not drafted and, and got pitchers to perform. And I say that's where the minor leagues brand this first month is going to be super important where maybe David Hale continues to struggle like he is, which he obviously is. And maybe a guy like Neftali Feliz, who's in triple A Brandon, who we agreed to a minor league contract, say he pitches well over the first month, send David Hale out, bring up Neftali Feliz to take David Hale's position. Yeah. Just try different things. Yeah. And I say, so that Brian Mitchell down in triple A, that's another guy, Ramon Rosso. You know, David Hale, he's going to be on a short, short string now that the minor league season has started up, and these guys are going to start pitching. You get any guys on a roll down there in AAA, you better believe Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold are going to make a move. But um, Sam Coonrod, though, Brandon comes in and saves it. Um, I just want to throw this out there, Brandon. I know I read an article. Well, I saw an article on it, but I was, you know, thinking it a little bit, too. 
what's your thoughts on Sam Coonrod, who's pitched very well for the Phillies this year, as potentially a new closer, or what do you, th- or just you know talking about the closer role overall? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I mean Hector definitely gives me the Sunday scaries anytime he's he comes in in a close game. Um, he's gotten it done lately, so I can't I can't fault him on on anything recently, like the last couple games. Um, Coonrod, he, I feel like he's given up a couple runs in like, like clutch situations where he should have performed, but I mean, he's kind of like the same way with Naris right now. Like recently he's been very, he's been a very shutdown pitcher. So more than I mean, recently, I mean, I, th- I think he could, he could be a closer. I mean, I mean like him and Hector could like alternate at least, you know? Um, but I mean, Alvarado too, like he came in tonight and got the save. So, I mean, they, we have three potentially well, Arch, Archie Bradley when he comes back too. Yeah. Yeah. There's four guys there that could potentially be the, the closer. I mean, I mean, Alvarado got it tonight. I, I feel like if, if it's a safe situation tomorrow night too, like bring Alvarado in and see if he does it again. And then maybe. Maybe he would be the one, and then Coonrod would be like the setup guy. Or maybe kinda, it goes kind of like a Madsen maybe it goes situation. Maybe matchup too, though. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, just, I like I like Sam Coonrod. He he pitches very well. Um, I I just like have for some reason I have like a uh, not a bad taste, but just like a sour taste in my mouth from a couple games that like we could have won and he kind of blew it for us. Who, Coonrod or? Yeah, Coonrod. Yeah, okay, we'll give you, pers- you are. Um, so Hector Thanks. Neris ran in for the season is one in three, three losses uh, with a 1.88 ERA. So ERA is really good, um, but he has three losses because we know damn well you put him in a tie game situation or anything. It's not going to end well. Yeah, I was, look, I was looking at that stat, and I noticed like he his he doesn't have a lot of awesome. saves, but, is, I, was, but I remember is, he, he gets put in those situations where it's tied. So, and well, and his WHIP is one point oh five, which is walks and hit walks and hits per innings pitch, and the average against him is two oh eight. Where Sam Coonrod Brandon uh, has a one point two three ERA, so compared to his one point eight eight. Uh, has pitched a third of a more inning, so he's pitched 14 and two-thirds innings, and his whip is only .75 with a 173 average. And see. So, just something to think about. You know, this is a thought. Um, Hector Neris, you know, I don't know. Some, I'm not saying he should never close again. I'm definitely not saying that, but just one something to think about. Sam Coonrod also, like, He's an emotional guy. He gets fired up and like all twitchy. I like, I like, like that. Yeah, I love his fire. So like, I think he's a perfect kind of guy for mentality wise for that role. But I also think Archie Bradley is too, who hopefully should be back sometime this month of May. Um, where you know, I don't think Archie Bradley can be thrown into the closer role right away. But I think that's another guy. Like I, th- I don't know. I feel like I might end up taking like an Archie Bradley Sam Coonrod over Hector Neris. Now, I would take Hector Neris over Jose Alvarado. Would you? There's just random, yeah, because there's just random games that Jose Alvarado is way too wild, like that Mets game. Um, like, Jose Alvarado, when he gets emotional, like he just gets all over the place. So yeah. that's why I think the closer role would be a little too much for him. Yeah. So well, I mean, I that's why I say... Throw that out there is something, though, Brandon. That's why I say maybe put him in tomorrow if it's a safe situation tomorrow and see what he does you know we already won well, the series after the night off and, um they could potentially let's just hope tomorrow what the phillies really needs you know which this will bring me into my final topic brandon and we can end the pod because this ended up a lot longer than i was hoping yeah me um too. yeah i have uh, one other yeah. thing as well okay. so okay well i'll finish my <laughs> one thing and then you do your one thing um as he is this bullpen has a lot of usage going on right now and this team has a lot of injuries as they go uh, right now. So really, we need Zach Wheeler. We need Zach Wheeler to go eight or nine innings. Like I really like Chase Anderson only went four and a third today. Um, you know, Aaron Nola, he 
pitched amazing, but he went six innings. Um, Vinny V went six innings. So we got we're getting a lot of bullpen usage lately. You know that Mets series we used a ton of bullpen. So these guys need a little bit of a break. So we could yeah. use a Zach Wheeler going seven, eight, nine, you know innings or. They go, you know, Zach Wheeler goes six innings, but the Phillies offense explodes and like they're up 10 to one where you could put in a player like Matt Moore to pitch three innings and just close it out. So, you know, we need we need the bullpen because this there's a lot of injuries starting to catch up and hopefully some guys coming back soon. Uh, there were some moves. I just want to read off some injuries, you know, for players, just for instance, who are out tomorrow. Brandon uh, Archie Bradley. You know, continues to be out. You know, our big acquisition for the bullpen. Gene Segura hopefully will be back actually for this week next weekend series. Like after this last game in Milwaukee's Gene Segura should be back is what they're saying. Uh, Matt Joyce just went on the IL today, Brandon. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Matt Joyce just went on the IL. Roman Quinn just went on the IL as well today. I say with his finger. Uh, Ronald Torres uh, because of COVID is on the IL down AAA. And then Bryce Harper hasn't played the past three two or three games because of his wrist, which apparently the ball hit his wrist as well when he got hit in the face. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing that as a precaution. He's not on the IL, but he's taking a day-to-day. So there's a lot of injuries on this team uh, right now. We need to get some guys healthy for yeah. sure. That's why, like, Mickey Moniak and Scott Kingery were called up today, Brandon, because of Matt Joyce and Roman Quinn going on the IL. So um, oh, Wait, Roman Quinn went on the IL too? I yeah, didn't hear you say yeah, Roman name. Quinn and Matt Joyce. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, so hope, hopefully Mickey can get a, add another home run to his uh, stat sheet there. Yeah, I think you're going to mostly see a double though out there in center field. In center, but then what about right field? Oh, well, hopefully Bryce Harper will be back. Otherwise, well, Brad hopefully. Miller's Brad Miller's been playing the past two or three games for Bryce Harper out in right field. Okay. And he's been so. doing well at the plate. Yep. Yes, he has. So. Yeah. So let's hope. Let's hope some. You know, we get some. Some good pitching. Some good pitching. Get the bullpen some rest. This which, tomorrow's game uh, will be key. So which, I just wanted to throw that out there. And well, Phillies definitely tomorrow, got to get healthy. Well, tomorrow and Friday, because we got Eflin going Friday, that would be great if he can go deep into the game against the Braves to start one yeah. off against the Braves. Yeah, because after this home game, Brandon, tomorrow, uh, and listeners, I say the Phillies go on a super long road trip, nine-game road trip, uh, three at Atlanta, three at Washington, first First time this year against Washington. And then three at Toronto, the Blue Jays, which they murdered us in spring training. So I'm a little nervous on that one. Yeah, it'll be up in Buffalo. Or is that does that start now, they said? Or are they down in Florida still? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I totally forgot they were in Florida. Yeah, but I think they said the, the – I think the uh, <clears throat> Toronto – the Buffalo Stadium is finished now. They were doing renovations, so I think they might be up in Buffalo. Hmm. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so that's a huge. It's gonna be a monstrous road trip for the Phillies. Yeah. Especially yeah, against the Braves and Nationals. Yeah. Hope, hopefully they can carry what they have going right now over to the road trip. That. I mean, I mean this this home stand or this last series is, has been going great. Knock on wood. So, um, okay. I'm not going to watch tomorrow. I Good. actually I actually don't think I can tomorrow anyway. So. Um, so yeah. If they win tomorrow, you're not watching the Brave series either. Oh my god. So but it's okay uh, you have some free time. All right. You can tell the candy well, like, hey Miles, you can pop out anytime. Well, and we got, not allowed and we to got watch the, baseball anymore. <laughs> and we got the party on Saturday too, so so yeah. Um but uh but the last thing I was gonna say, and you can tune you can tune out now if you want. Um I'll tune out. Literally, I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if you saw this or if you heard about this, Alex. Have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Um, I don't know. You haven't said it. Jason Tatum, his pitcher. Who? Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Okay. I am irate at this picture. He redid, oh. he redid the Wilt Chamberlain 100-point game picture. He had 60 fucking points in a double overtime game. Against the Spurs. You know who else? You know you know who had, I think, 30 points? DeMar DeRozan. Do you know who had 24 points? Lonnie Walker. Like, and somebody somebody else, I have no idea who the hell it is, had like 26 points. So, like, 60 points in a double overtime game against the Spurs. 
does not impress me. And he redoes that picture and, and like the, the, hold on. I, I screenshotted it because I was so mad. I know a picture. I, it I, says, I was mad too. It I says this too. Tatum pick is iconic goat. It's like, who is running this account? Who is running this Bleacher Report, whatever Mickey Mouse operation account? It is not fan, iconic. Bunch of fanboys, that's who. Like, if he if he scored, if he matched Wilt Chamberlain's score 100 in a double overtime game, I don't know what Wilt Chamberlain's game was, if it was double overtime or, or what. I think it was regulation. But even if he, like, matched it, that would that would be a little impressive to me. But 60 points in a double overtime game and to redo that picture of a Sixers player in a Celtics jersey, like, that is not iconic to me. It pissed me off so bad. Sorry. Amen. And Jason, <laughs> Jason Tatum's an overrated little bitch. I mean, and with that... Points is a lot, but not in a double <laughs> overtime game. Yeah, bottom line is Jason Tatum's a bitch and the Celtics suck. <laughs> and with that, we say keep hunting, everybody. Keep, keep hunting, Brandon. <laughs>